Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church celebrates the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. Now, the ascension celebrates a spiritual fact that affects us as a church, as well as Jesus. Jesus enters into a higher level of existence. Now, the ascension shouldn't be thought in spatial terms, as if Jesus was lifted up from the apostles and now is somewhere in the cosmos. No. One way to think of the ascension is one in which Jesus lives at a higher pitch of being. I'll give you an example. You take a triangle, and now it becomes a pyramid, or a square, and it becomes a cube. Well, in this transformation, the square is still a square, but now it's been enhanced or multiplied to become a cube. I think that helps us understand the feast that we celebrate today. Now, the ascension essentially awakens our hope, as Paul says, that someday God will give us bodies like Jesus Christ, glorified bodies. And so the ascension helps us to look forward when our body form will also be elevated, just like Jesus Christ. And so, yes, the feast today is about Jesus Christ, but it's also about our church and the church's work in the world right now. Now, the readings are very clear about this point. There is an exchange in Luke's account in Acts of the Apostles. Just before Jesus is about to ascend, the apostles ask Jesus, it seems like a strange question. It says, Lord, are you at this time? going to restore the kingdom to Israel. Now, when we first hear that, you would say to yourself, boy, that's kind of somewhat bizarre. A question like that. Now, can you imagine that you are right now are standing on that mountainside along with the apostles and Jesus, and he's about to leave? Now, what type of question would you ask him? Would you ask him that question? I think most of us wouldn't. I'm sure most of us would ask him questions like, you know, what is heaven like? You know, what will happen to us? Will you come back for us? Now, what does the questions that the apostles asked really mean? Well, the responsibility of the Messiah, remember, was to gather the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, Jesus, he cultivated and he gathers the 12 apostles, symbolic of the 12 tribes of Israel. But it goes beyond that. Throughout Jesus' ministry, he was always gathering people. Through open table fellowship, through miracles, his preaching, and his teaching. So the apostles probably believed that after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus would gather all the nations to himself. This seems to be what his whole life was all about. 
And it appears now he's ready to do just that, to gather the nations to himself. Now notice Jesus' answer. It's fascinating. Jesus says to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and Samaria. Now at first it seems like Jesus is putting them off, or so it seems. But then he tells them about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit will accomplish in them. When he says, You will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. It will come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all over Judea. Well, the last thing. Now, what's interesting here, this is the last thing that Jesus says to his apostles. The risen Jesus Christ will indeed, yes, gather his people and the world to himself. Here's where we come in. Jesus will use his church, us, to accomplish this mission. How? Well, Jesus will give us the gift of the Holy Spirit so that we can now carry out Jesus' work in his name. And so Jesus is giving us, you could say, the privilege and the joy of cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Again, that question that they put to Jesus, Lord, are you going to, at this time, gather or restore the kingdoms to Israel? Now again, Jesus' response, he tells the apostles, here's what's important for you to do. You'll be clothed with the Holy Spirit, and you'll be empowered. Empowered, essentially, to be witnesses. Notice where, too. Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, essentially, Jerusalem, you start out local, right? And then what do you do? You branch out further and further to the ends of the earth. Essentially, what Jesus is telling us is that the work of the church is to essentially gather the entire world, worldwide, to Jesus. See, yes, Jesus is the Messiah, and yes, he will gather all the people of the world to himself, but his instrument will be us, the church. So, here we could say have our marching orders on this Feast of the Ascension. This is our job. We have to be witnesses to our faith in this world in order to accomplish this job of gathering people back to God, to bring the risen Christ to those people, especially for those people who feel furthest away from Jesus' presence. By simply how we live out our faith, we can accomplish this mission. Now, next in the story, Jesus, he is taken up. Now, what's so interesting are these angels and how they address the apostles. When he had said this, as they were looking on, Jesus was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as Jesus was going, suddenly two men, dressed in white garments, stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you've seen him going into heaven. Now, what are the angels really saying to the apostles? Stop staring at the sky and now get to work. Where also 
Do you hear the same message? Maybe not in such a direct way. Well, at the very end of Mass, you know, after we have received the body and blood of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit at consecration, the priest says at the very end, the Mass has ended. Go now to love and serve the Lord. Well, these angels in this reading are communicating that same message to the apostles. Now that they have seen the risen Lord ascend back into heaven, now they have to go. They have to now go and serve the Lord. So what does that mean for us? Well, we, just like the apostles, are now the means, the instrument, by which Jesus will gather the nations to himself. Now with this in mind, turn to that second reading from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Paul makes reference to the ascension. And he put all things beneath Jesus' feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. So what is Paul referring to? Well, he's identifying all the great missions that are needed to accomplish Jesus' work of gathering people back to God. Well, we need teachers and preachers and evangelists, pastors, ministrators. See, all these people are equipped now with the gift of the Holy Spirit to carry out the mission of Jesus Christ and bring people to God. After the ascension, the Holy Spirit comes, and it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the mission, the work for us, for us as a church. So what do we have to do? Well, we have to discern our own individual mission. What is our own individual work? There's nothing more important in our life as a Christian than discerning exactly what God wants me to do on his behalf in this world. As we move through our life, you know, we think about how will I do this? Or I want to do this with my life. Or I want to do that. I want to be successful at this or that. Well, granted, yes, that's important. But again, as Christians, we find out what the Holy Spirit has equipped us to do. And then we carry out that task as Jesus and the Holy Spirit have given us. Now, fast forward to the gospel. Here we have Matthew's account of the Great Commission that Jesus gives the apostles, our church. Again, that mission is for us all to gather all people back to God. Notice what he says. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. Now I like that very last part where Jesus says, And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. Well, it's so true. Jesus is with us in so many different ways. Through the gift of the Holy Spirit, now we are brought into that community of love that exists between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, primarily through the sacraments, first through baptism and then through subsequent sacraments, especially the Eucharist. We're brought into that community, the Trinitarian community of love that exists there. But also Jesus is present to us in many other ways, in the scripture, in our faith formation. So what do we do? We keep our mind, our heart, our soul, our will, and our intellect 
to always receive the presence of Christ in our life, because he will always be with us until the end of time, but also with the Holy Spirit in union with God the Father, such that we will never be separated from them ever again. But also at the same time, we need them in order for us now to be an instrument of God's grace in this world and carry out the mission of our church, bringing people to God. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.